did you did you know about this phone thing? No, what phone thing? Okay. I I know this works if you have an iPhone. There's a thing in settings where you can decide what color your phone is. And one of the colors, check this out. I'm going to show this to you. Okay. Can be black and white. You hit it one, two, Let three. Let me see. One, two, three. And then <gasps> everything's black and white. And they've done studies where the, the people who make like these I apps and that. things. Yeah. Right, they're designed to keep you absolutely addicted. Yeah. They're trying to catch your eye. And so then you're addicted. And then on top of being addicted to drugs and alcohol and food <laughs> and, and sugar, sugar. <laughs> and, and all the things, now we're addicted to phones. Yeah. And so um, I, my friend told me that my friend in New York was telling us this. She had heard about it on some podcast. A guy who worked for like, I don't know, Google or something said that like look that is the goal so if you go into your settings you can find it oh and, my and you can click like i don't it, it's like obvious yeah. and then you can go back and forth so i find that if i'm on my phone and i'm just like staring yeah i click it three times yeah goes black and white am i still interested honestly always i'm either not still interested uh-huh. or i remember why i picked up my phone in the first place that's so interesting because you know that's the whole point of making the apps a certain color mm-hmm. it's like candy yeah. or like that's what yeah. candy crush is about that that's what's literally, so colorful <laughs> it's like literally why it's so addictive which is why like i won't even like don't even advertise candy crush nope i already have oh a problem my God. i know i know so just, oh yeah Anyway, it's a problem. Hey guys, I'm Lavetta. Hi, I'm Miriam. And this is Notorious Women Podcast. Now, before we get started this week, we have some more followers on oh, Instagram. Yeah. So I wanted to give you guys a shout out. Uh, thank you to MED underscore 1012 started following us. Um, Tawana23, Wana started following us. Tawana Wana? Tawana23 Wana. Yes. God, I love these names. And Melt, oh my God, Melt Woe Point O, Melt Woe Point O. I'm sure there's a logic. M-E-L-T-W-O-P-O-I-N-T-O-H. All I want is like a grilled us. cheese. <laughs> because it and really good. And a nun's work started following us. Thank you. And then Babs underscore Mikado started following us. Nice, Babs. That's Thank you, name. Babs. And... Alma, mm, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm going to spell it. All right. A-L-M-E-P-S-Y-K-E-N. I'm not going to try that. I uh, We're not going to butcher no, that. Thank I'm, you for following yeah, us. I'm not going to offend you. Thank you for following us. <laughs> Thank you so much. And also, last but not least, WMYH.podcast started following us. So that is, uh, hold on tell you what the name of the podcast is it's loading it never loads when you want it to load might i say i like do you have like is that a new cover for your phone it is side note i really enjoy it whatever makes you happy podcast thank you so Aww, much for following us gonna and we're to gonna follow to back we're gonna follow back follow back y'all follow back y'all <laughs> i'm your follow back Gal, no, no stop, no. Miriam, stop, <laughs> don't do it, stay in your lane, okay. And thank you, uh, so thank you all of our to all of our Instagram followers for following us. Also, we have a patron alert, we got a new patron Yay. on our account on patreon.com. Thank you to Linda, Linda became a patron, thank a you, recurring Linda. patron. Thank you, Linda. 
I don't know what that song was. <laughs> Linda, that's supposed to be an air it was, horn it was in like celebration. A, it, that, yeah. Now, it wasn't, and I know that. <laughs> but the essence of it, its soul journey started from that. And then it ended up somewhere not there. Well, so forgive but, us, but that but was thank in you, celebration. Thank, you. thank yes. you so much. Thank you, Linda, for your contribution. And if you want to contribute and help us out uh, and become a patron, go to our Patreon page at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Notorious Women and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month yep. for as much as $50 a month yeah, or a one-time cool. donation of, of $1 million. That's we'll, fine. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take not it. A We'll problem. pay taxes on it. We will pay taxes but we'll take it but at that point we maybe we don't need to pay taxes <laughs> right isn't that how that works uh, like if I you make like IRS so would, much money yeah. you can keep it oh okay at yeah. the new tax laws the new tax laws that's yeah. what that is right I think the IRS actually a million dollars is not enough it's nothing yeah, yeah no actually it's not enough like it's for 50 million that's like cute so you want to give us 50 million dollars but if you give us 50 million dollars that's cool and we'll donate what we should have paid in taxes right. to, to like organizations needs people who have needs probably like Planned Parenthood right now stuff, yeah stuff yeah. that helps women yeah yep I mean it's in the name that's right so <laughs> All right, I think we should get started this week because yeah. mine's a little long, but this Let's week go. you are first. I am first. All so right. Who's your notorious I'm woman this week? Very excited about this woman. Okay, where is oh. she? So my notebook, I like to I, I like to do research and write in a yes. in a what is this called? These notebooks, moleskin notebooks. Yes. I'm I'm coming Old school. I'm coming down to the wire. I'm gonna need another one. Oh, you, oh okay. Um which I'm I'm like sad, but I'm excited. I know. I just thank you for listening to that. It's do not you, a very interesting story. Can I ask, do you yeah. keep those? I do keep them. Oh, okay. I keep them forever. Oh. Do I still need the ones from college? Yes. Yeah. I for your, do. For your boys. <laughs> you know? When you die, they'd be like, mom was a freak. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I saved the proof for you to read awkwardly when you were 49. No, You're actually, welcome. They'll read it and be like, mom was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, probably. And like, how interesting. Yeah. She drove a car by herself. <laughs> it didn't just drive her. Wow. Okay. Mama had skills. Yes, son. Oh, mama had skills. <laughs> All right. So my notorious woman today is Annie Hindle. Oh, who I've is she? Never heard of her, Annie so, Hindle. Let's learn about her. Okay, she was born in the 1840s. One source says 1847, but it seems unclear. Her mom was Anne Hindle, uh, and and adopted her. Okay, so we don't know the stories behind that. And and this was in England. Okay, uh, I will say that it is wonderful that someone adopted her. It was there was. The way people adopt now is a system. Right. Uh, a lot of kids who needed adoption were not adopted or taken care of back then. They, you know, so this is like. They sent them to the workhouses. Yeah, a lot the workhouses. And before workhouses, it was even worse. Oh. So, you know, like it's already a good story. Yeah. Um, so as a child, she had an affinity for both singing and wearing men's clothing. Okay. Uh, she began performing at the age of six when uh she moved to the united states with her mom in 1868 she was around 20-ish years old uh and she began performing in the american variety stage oh so they moved here right after the civil war basically yeah like oh, wow i and you kind of wonder why so yeah. there's like there's like stuff i don't know um yeah. 
but I thought it was really interesting from England. It's, it's uh, it was like this this whole thing, her whole life happened. It's such an uh, an uproar in the United States, right? Um, and they weren't coming from. I mean, I'm not sure why they chose to move right, here. Right, you know, right. so. When she was in England, she performed both female and male roles, which was not uncommon there. They, there's like English panto, and there's a whole like history of, right. of English history and like, like theater that was not common in America. Um, but she, you know, so that's where she like honed her skills. Okay. So in the U.S., she dropped the female roles and performed only the male ones. Oh. And there was no precedent for this in America. Yeah, because I think men used to, it was more there acceptable was, for men to only do female impersonations. Yeah. And it was, it, was a, it was a fringy thing, but right. it, it definitely was a, was, was a thing. But wow. there wasn't, as far as my research goes, that she was the first to do this wow. in America. Okay. Her skills in male impersonation astounded audiences. She had a review at the she was at the Adelphi Theater in Galveston, Texas. P.S. I once played a boy in Galveston, Texas, and I'm going to pretend it was the Adelphi Theater, except I have no idea. <laughs> so I feel like we're the same person. Okay, yeah, yeah. So obviously. I think that's the same thing. I play Tiny Tim. She created a whole slew of roles and characters. It's the same thing. So she basically was Tracy Ullman. Before Tracy Allman. She was Tracy Allman. Okay. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We love Tracy Allman. Um, so uh, the review said, quote, Annie Hindle has proved a great success. As a male impersonator, her sex is so concealed that one is apt to imagine that it is a man who is singing. Um, I wonder what kind of man she did. Like, well... Is I'll he an tell, elegant talk, man or is he like a... Every man. Oh. And even as young as 20 years old, she was, she was, she had these old man wise characters and like high oh. class gentlemen. And she was very convincing. Wow. So she was very talented. Okay. Uh, she thrived in her career at a time when Puritan values made, uh, it's... What did I say here? That's a weird sentence. This is my sentence. Okay. She thrived in her career in a time when Puritan values made some way for diversity. So even though America, that's in the 1870s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of judging. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. What, right? So pur- uh, puritanical. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're definitely still dealing with this yeah, today. Yeah, 1870s. But though, 1870s yeah. more so. She was shocking, but she was so entertaining and so comedic that she remained successful and popular throughout her career. Um, theatrical performers in the 19th century were itinerant, so that helped. It wasn't, she, they under, she kind of, you stayed in your lane. Right. You know, and so there was this element that like, you're here, you're going to entertain us, and then you're going to leave. So you're not gotcha. necessarily infiltrating yourself into into good society. It's almost like a novelty. Yeah. This is also when they like freak shows, quote unquote. Yeah. And oh, like, circus acts. Yeah, like, but they don't want the people from the show to stay in town. Right. Like we're going to go and, and we're going to entertain. Right. And like laugh at you. Yeah. To or some human degree. zoos they had. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's disgusting. Um. So variety, this is interesting. There's an article that talks about this era. Variety show audiences were working class men. They were thought of as disruptive and sometimes violent. 
Um, the shows offered social critiques and inscribed social order through humor and parody. These men expected entertainment that engaged them and spoke to their experiences and desires. Mm. The fact that she was so popular with these men who were relatively aggressive and it is a woman pretending to be a man. Right. I think, I think is very telling. I think, I think we like to some degree to think that we have evolved and we are better. But if you look at this time, she was embraced as a skillful entertainer. There was nothing threatening about her, which I think we still see a little bit of that. Um, but that's interesting. So basically, they describe them as like violent yeah. groundlings. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> like, and and the fact that they, you knew she was an impersonator. Yeah, she knew that was really a woman. Yeah. Um, but the fact that these men didn't find it threatening, the fact that these men thought it was hysterical, I think. Yeah, especially if she did it so well, like right. that. That is like, like remarkable. You know, like, like I. I just like let's let's like let's learn about her. Like it's interesting though because when I look at drag queens, right? So um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, is a gay man, and he was thinking about doing like a drag show. And okay. drag is a whole different art form. It's a whole art it's, form. It's very specific, but yeah. but it's it tends to be not always because there's different forms of drag, which I've learned from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's different. I always thought drag was only about glamazons, right? But no, there's different kinds of drag. So, but like drag queens will admit themselves that it's heightened femininity, right? So like, because yes. my, my friend who was a gay man is thinking about doing drag. I was like, so how would you do a woman? And he was like, he's like doing a scene. I was like, women don't act like that. But it's fun, <laughs> but that's, I have a friend who is a woman. Right. And she's a straight woman. Yeah. And she wants to do drag and she's creating a show. And it's really interesting because she is, she is so, um. You know what female drag is? What? It's dynasty. Yes. <laughs> Because she, she has an affinity for the art form, for right. the... Um, it's Marilyn Monroe. That's yeah. a drag queen. Because that's not real women. It's not real women. And yeah. she knows it. And yeah. so that... And she and she's a beautiful voice. That yeah. helps. And there's... And she, but she's very, like, conscious that this is... Um, you know, this is not exactly her lane. Yeah. But can she have a voice? And I, and I, you know, she. Because usually women do male. The, when yeah, they do drag, they do drag men. king. But if she um, must, this woman, Annie must have been fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. wish I could have seen. Oh my God. Video. Um, they probably were like, no, that's a woman. But, <laughs> but they weren't. Yeah. They were she, like. They knew who yeah, they she was. Like, she yeah. built herself. She built herself as a male impersonator. Yeah. And they were good with it. Um, the characters she performed they were drawn from working class America Um, she did a broad range of singing dancing and comedy Uh, caricatures of racial and ethnic groups yeah (laughs) Um, I mean do we need to go off on this no we don't because we've done it so much you can go back to watch listen to our old podcast because we we bitch about it it's there it's there Um, she old young male female working upper class all the classes um they were her biggest fans. These rowdy, obnoxious men loved her. I love this. She was the first male impersonator in American variety entertainment. And she was the one of the most successful. Wow. Um, when, while she was very young, when she started, some of her male characters were old. We talked about this. They were wise. They, they were mature. She was brilliant at improvising like the comic monologues. You know, they did songs, but they do patter in oh, between yeah. the oh, songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. she, they did she, it all back she, then. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, right? They really did. Oh, my God. They were amazing. And there was no training program. No. There was no BFA. They're you like, know if, what I mean? if it, it, it's like uh, during Shakespeare time, mm-hmm. do they laugh? Do they cry? If not, uh, I'm failing. You <laughs> failed. Let's get Gotta the rewrite hook. rewrite it. Bye. Um, yeah. Like, you suck. You're fired. Bye. Yeah. Um, and it, this is, what did I write? Can you not read your handwriting? I, I can. I can't, though. <laughs> All right. So in a period, there it is, found okay. it, in which women were seen as being fundamentally different from men. I mean, the period is still now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. She blurred gender lines. It caused confusion and wonder. And it was fine. It, I. But I wonder <laughs> if it's because... Just like today, straight men are not threatened by lesbians. Oh. They may be uh, threatened by like... Boys don't cry? Masculine lesbians. But it's still more acceptable, even if they're threatened by lesbians, it's still more acceptable than uh, gay, effeminate men. Yeah. I feel like straight men are more threatened by gay, effeminate men. But boys don't cry. Like they tricked. Oh, no, she, there's definitely hostility there. And yeah. there's like, yeah. you know, because anything that threatens that man's penis, I mean. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is just up for grabs. You confuse me. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, I'm not gay. Right. No one said you no. were. <laughs> but if you're so sure, why are you yelling yeah. at me? Okay. Um, but also, no. it, it goes to the power of entertaining like yeah. right because yeah. if you're entertained if you're good enough right people are like fine because they probably are like that's not a woman oh my god that's a woman <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> right you know what I mean? but that's, like, that's interesting right and then she made them laugh which and is she always made great them laugh. Yeah. and she she would mock herself right of course she yeah. would she, and yeah. sometimes she played very effeminate men because it's right. like wink wink nudge nudge right. actually i'm a woman so within she oh, oh, la, la, la. she became the, one of the highest paid variety performers. She commanded a hundred dollars a week when people were commanding like less than. Oh half my of god, that. that's that's a lot of that. Some people would be like, I'll take a hundred dollars a week today. I mean, I would. I yeah. I it's not an insignificant amount of money. You know what I mean? Like if someone you can't is live like, on that, but do this small thing, and I'll give you a hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Like you and I would both be like, okay. score, yeah, sweet. We will do that. Absolutely. Very small thing. Yeah. Um. So we're sad. Is that sad? That might be sad. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We live in a very expensive city, you guys. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to have to donate a kidney to be able to afford to buy anything. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I'll bring you soup. Okay. Oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to be cheap, yeah. but it's going to be soup. Um, so, with, so let's talk about her relationships. Okay. So this is a little muddled. I've, the sources I found... Agreed and just a few things I know for sure And a few things I'm not sure about Okay. Within two months of arriving in the US Remember she was like 20 She met and married the English comic and ballad singer Charles Vivian They both performed comedy And they sang similar repertoire But she was known for her comic characters And he was known for her very fine voice Okay. He was also an asshole oh, um, well. yeah. She wouldn't be the first woman to do I that I mean right mm. um, He managed her career They toured together uh, after their wedding, they uh, stayed together for anywhere between a month and six weeks, depending on what you read. Something said six months, but I don't buy that. Um, Wikipedia was very off mm, on her. Mm. Uh, they separated. So the, it, last, it was very, very short. He was a heavy drinker, and all sources say he beat her because um, he was probably jealous. 
So, and lover boy here is issues. Uh, he's an asshole. Mm. He beats you, and mm. he's a heavy drinker. Uh huh. Okay, I mm. get it. I see why it's only six weeks. You know, but I love that she was like, "Oh, I gotta go." Yeah. Now, obviously, when you meet someone and you marry them within two months, you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know what you're um, gonna get. But you, you know, sometimes you stay five years, and I mean, I yeah. know, I someone was telling me a story where they the couple was together for ten years. They got married. They divorced two years later, or like a year later. Oh wow! Right? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I think at that point it's just like a party. Yeah. You know. Or maybe in, when people think of marriage, it gets in their head like it's something else. And when it's like, yeah. no, we've been together this long. So it's, it's the same fine. thing. I also know, I know, I have friends who, uh, a friend who got married, they met, they were engaged like 30 days later. They got married four months later. They're super happy. They're good. Yeah. It works. My parents have friends. This is the best story. It was two months. They met two months later. They were married. They are still married like 45 years or something. Wow. Yeah. So I'm always like, anything is possible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but generally speaking, my, if you're a traveling remember, woman, yeah, if you're yeah. traveling people, especially with entertainment people, you never know. He may have had like a whole or two He's families. So many wives. Yeah. So much, just never so much know. wife possibility there. Yeah. Um, so she left him. She found a new agent and pursued a solo career. She traveled alone for a bit. Um, in November, December 1868, while performing an extended run at the Opera House in Baltimore, she met a jig dancer named Nellie Howard, uh, and they were married in Washington, D.C. She gave the name Charles mm-hmm. and posed as a man so they could legally be married oh so this is a lady this is a lady oh oh, all right annie okay Uh uh-huh uh and their marriage ended by 1870 there's no record of the marriage ending but it ended well because i would imagine that you know she if she posed as a man to marry a woman it's complicated. It's complicated because then yeah. you're like, well, we want a divorce, but then you have to like show up at court mm. and like the way they know. She wrote a poem. I can't remember the yeah. name. I didn't write it down called like Parted Ways or Parting. Okay. And they think that that was like, OK, they separated. This woman was has some gumption. Um, Yeah. Be like, I like you, lady. Let's get married. Yeah, like for sure. And these yeah. women are like, yeah, OK, let's do this. I know. Um, November 1870, she traveled and worked with. Uh, a woman named Blanche Duvert and married her in D.C. again. She was Charles again. Um, Wait a minute. Anne is a bigamist. Um, no, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what that is. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can't argue that. But she's a bigamist. I'm okay with it. It, it in, But like only legally. Yeah, like, well, yeah, she's a bigamist, but not really because the law unfortunately wouldn't have she could recognize yeah, like her union with the women. She never recognized right. the union because yeah. technically speaking, yeah. she was not who she said she was. Right. So right. I'm sure in her head, she was like, well, I mean, I'm not Charles. I guess you know? Annie's like, fuck it. I'm Annie. I'm Annie. But <laughs> my name is not on this piece of paper. I was just fucking around, you guys. Like, literally. <laughs> um, so Blanche left her real quick, it seems, to marry a man named James Porter. And Blanche started a male impersonating career of her own with Porter as her agent. 
Really? It's a whole world, Levetta, that I knew nothing about. Oh, it's like a whole sucky, thing. Sucky now, you know? they used to say. Mm-hmm. Ooh, scandalous. Um, now, some sources are saying she married William W. Long in 1878. He was like a performer too. Is this Annie? Too. Okay. Annie. Annie. Let's go back to Annie. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was like, what? Because I finished writing this and then I was like, let me just double check some things. And then I saw that and I was like, okay. But they're not sure about that wedding. Okay. And that said, some other source is like she married two men and two women, but there's three women because in 1886, so this is like 15 years later, she married Anna Ryan. Now, this definitely happened. Uh, It was a time her mother had died in 1884, um, and this marriage was a scandal. Um, I think by then she was very Pop, very popular. Yeah, she's well known. Yeah. Um, and also it was done not in Washington, D.C., but in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And a Baptist minister married them. Reporters harassed them after their wedding. Uh, they followed them into the restaurant and then hung around the hotel they were staying at. So they did it very publicly. They did it much yeah. more publicly. Yeah. And, and she tried to be coy and she tried to hem and haw. And then finally it just came out um, that that had happened. Um, that said, so the scandal broke, Mm -hmm. but she still had no trouble getting work. Now, Wikipedia did a weird, Wikipedia was like, she married Anna Ryan and stopped working. But every other source is like, no, they didn't even deny it. They were just like, and then she kept working. And in fact, when asked by the press, the actresses in her troupe, they they denied having any knowledge about the wedding and they played shocked and appalled at the idea that that would happen but uh, they didn't quit and they kept working with yeah, her yeah. so they clearly were just saying the thing they needed to say and honestly like a true showbiz person i'd use it as publicity for the show oh you know <laughs> oh my god the scandal come see me tonight at 8 p.m because yeah, then it's like People are like, huh, I wonder. Let's get a good look at this woman. Let's get a good look like, at this woman. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. she, but maybe she's a man maybe. pretending. I bet right. you that rumor went you know around what? too. That's how, yeah. that's what the wives said to their husbands. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, it's or that's what the woman, men. It's a man pretending to be a woman, pretending, pretending to be a man. Victor Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so Ryan died in 1891. So they were married for five years. They had a house together in New Jersey. Oh. Um, when she died, uh, Annie sold their New Jersey home, and then she went back on the road. She oh. married another woman within a year, Louise Spangel, in Troy, New York, and Louise took Kendall's last name. This Look, is amazing. And they performed together in, like, small-time vaudeville. Then I saw a newspaper clipping saying that she was living with a woman. Oh, man, I forgot to write it down. I meant to. So another woman when she was very ill um, in 1897. So I, I don't know. She I, was so open about everything. You know? Wow. I mean, that's good for her. Great and crazy. And we have this. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like we go up and down yeah. with our decisions of what we accept and what we don't accept. Yeah. And that's the problem yeah. is that we, you know, based on uh, being able to control a community, yeah. we decide suddenly we have someone to hate mm-hmm. so we can all band together mm-hmm. because it seems to me we were in reconstruction era. Yeah. We were not worried about if she was a man or a woman. We were busy. And perhaps that's um, why she was able to live so openly. Cause you're right. I, we keep forgetting reconstruction took a long time. 
uh, not just in the South, but also in the North, like mm-hmm. re, you know, and rebuilding lot, the economy. A lot of people were coming up North. Yeah. Um, and the, the world was, was figuring itself out. Yeah. Let's laugh at this woman. Good for her, though. Man, you know? I mean, right? she's like, wow. And so like one source says she died July 14th, 1897, very confidently. Or was it 1904? <laughs> the other source said that. So, um, yeah, I got a lot of this from an article from Zocalo and a Drag King History. Because wow. Wikipedia was like, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I'm not knocking Wikipedia. Wikipedia yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes you have to look at it, especially if the other sources are like com- very yeah. different. Then you're like, huh, who it wrote this? It was just too far. It was too far. Yeah. It was, and it was not a lot of stuff. If I just went on Wikipedia, we would have been like, she was born. She was a male impersonator. She died. Oh. <laughs> she married some people, different people. Yeah. But I, wa- I wanted to end. This was how she built herself before she moved to the U.S. Quote, Miss Annie Hindle, a serial comic and the greatest male impersonator in the world. And that's who she was. Yeah. That's who she was. And she stuck with it. Wow. Do you think that she was what we now know as trans today? Or was she just, you think so? I I think so. I mean, we won't ever really know. Yeah. But um, my guess is that she was probably a lesbian. Yeah. Or. Or bisexual. Or, or bi- she could Because she did marry two men. But I love how like. She did, but I. She was like, peace out. I'm not putting over this crap yeah. for this fool. You kind of, you'll never be able to know if someone right. was bisexual or actually lesbian or gay. Right. Because th- there's there's this sort of desperate cling to the the, uh, the attempt at. Quote unquote normalcy. Normal yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people still do it today. Yeah, that's true. But now we kind of. Yeah. You know. It's hard when the world presents itself as as this is normal. Yeah. Even by examples, then you're you're kind of trying to put yourself into that. And it's so hard because I would imagine um, that, you know, a lot of straight women, you know, cisgendered heterosexual women, even today, but especially back then when men were so awful and just did not brush their yeah. teeth or wash their ass regularly. Uh, if women are just like we're told by other women. They were like, is this, this is not impressive, mom. Do I, like, do I have to touch it? Yeah. And then the other women, older women are like, that's just the way it is. Right. Close or, your eyes and touch it. You're like, I'm disgusted because he's a disgusting individual right. or I'm disgusted because he's a man and I'm not attracted to him. And I like women. Right. Because that's who I am. Right. No, it's true. So I think women didn't know back then. You're just like. Oh, men are just She's like, I married that guy. He hit me and he smelled. This woman smells nice and she doesn't hit me. And she doesn't hit me. So yeah. let's do this. You so, know. Oh my God. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I've you're never welcome. heard of her I actually. Know. That's amazing. Go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and I love that she, I love to hear these stories of the queer people from the queer community yeah. and they had a successful life. It's not all about trauma and yes. then being like, you know, uh, um, she like there's not one story now it happens and we'll talk about it. But yeah. I do. You know, it's important. It's important for the stories. She never got beat up. Right. She married a woman. Right. She dressed as a man. Right. She pretended to be a man twice to get married. Yeah. Um, or three times. I and I'm know, sure she had some run ins with some like weird moments? dudes. Yeah. yeah. But I love that she lived life seemingly on her own terms. Yeah. Yeah. And had a successful life. Like, I mean, she married like five, six times. She, I mean, I, they don't even know. They sounds can't good it to out. me. You I, know what I mean? 
I'm jealous. We're done here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Uh thank you for that. I meant not done with Annie. I meant like done with the woman or man she was married to, and then just like moved along. I mean, do you do you think she had the 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 pieces of paper framed like in her suitcase? It sounds like you know, and a lot of you know entertainer types because back then you literally had to travel around you know yeah um, i mean you have to travel around today but you can make a lot more money just doing one thing filming yep. it and then like you know <laughs> and you're done uh, and then go like, to new york promote it i go mean to yeah. wyoming promote it come back to la you're good or you work a year and then do a, a concert series get paid four million dollars to do a concert film it and then put it on netflix and make 60 million dollars that's what beyonce did wow she got paid four million dollars for uh coachella do you think and wow. so her new documentary is yes, based on that I whole process. Definitely watch. She got paid sixty million dollars. Sixty million dollars. Six zero for the for the for Netflix does have money. No yes. shit. Yes, I, I think I'm. I think I'm right. Yes, yeah, sixty million. Because we were what like, what do you do with sixty million dollars? You, you, I don't know because I don't have sixty. Million right. Okay. I, I mean, that's okay. I, just, I, I would like to find out though. Yeah. No, I'm curious. I, I would, I'm just curious. Yeah, just like yeah. So that's Beyonce. <laughs> um, yeah. So you and I should do was, a concert. <laughs> I know. I, and unfortunately, we no one would pay us. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, <laughs> so my notorious woman today is actually very. She's back in the news recently, and and I don't think we've done her. I don't even think any of our guest people have done her. Um, do you ever wonder when you're looking? Yeah. For someone, sometimes you're like, now I we've might done so many. Repeating. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, Amanda Knox. I don't think we've done her. No, Amanda Knox is my notorious woman this week. So do you know a lot about her? Okay. I didn't either. I knew vaguely. So Amanda Knox was born on July 9th, 1987 in Seattle, Washington to Etta Malice, a mathematics teacher, and Kurt Knox, a vice president of finance at the local Macy's. Now, when she was a few years old, her parents divorced. So she and her three sisters were raised by her mother and her stepfather, Chris Malice, okay. uh, an information uh, technology consultant. Okay. So I would say middle, upper class, middle, to, middle, uh, middle upper. To upper yeah, yeah, middle, upper class yeah. people. So they could go on vacation every year. And yeah. Have two cars. Ha, huh, it's interesting you said that because the first time Amanda traveled to Italy was at the age of 15. Right. When she visited Rome, Pisa, the IT, Amalfi yeah. Coast, and the ruins of Pompeii on a family vacation. That's amazing. Yeah. So now her interest in the country Jealous. was, uh, so she she liked the country, but then her mother as a present also gave her under the Tuscan sun. So she fell in love with it even more. Yeah. Now, she was always a good student, and in 2015, she graduated, uh, no, in 2005, she graduated from the Seattle Preparatory School and headed to the University of Washington um, and majored in linguistics. Okay. So, now, in her sophomore year, she made dean's list, and she was working at part-time jobs to fund an academic year in Italy. So, the hope was to go- I think I know who this is. uh, Into Italy to study a year abroad. Um, a trip her stepfather had strong reservations about uh, because he felt she was still too naive mm. to travel on her own. Now, in September of 2007, she headed to Perugia. I'm going to per- butcher per- all of these Italian names. Perugia. 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 I don't know. That's good. Uh, for That's good. her year abroad and shared. I think we're both off, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I- so she <laughs> shared a four bedroom ground floor apartment and a house at uh, v- Via de Via della 
Pergola 7. I know that's not how you say it. Via della Pergola 7. Perfect. I probably Thanks. will not say that again, but Seven at the apartment. Seven is not an Italian word, but okay. yes. <laughs> um, with fellow, now her, one of her uh, roommates was this English exchange student. Okay. By the name of Meredith Kircher. Okay. Uh, and Meredith was half Indian and half English. Her okay. mother was, I don't know if her mother was from India, but her mother was of Indian descent. She's a beautiful girl. I looked her up, I was like, wow, she's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and But she was British by all, like, right. she's a British girl. Nice British girl from Leeds, England. So oh, that's very British, yes. Uh, yeah. Now, while there, so Amanda is now in Italy. She's in Perugia. 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 Yes. And now while there and going to school, she worked part-time at a bar called Le Chic, which was owned by a Congolese man by the name of Dia Patrick Lamumba. Okay. Now she told flatmates that uh, she was going to quit because he was not paying her. Fair. But Lamumba denied this. And I'm also like, she never quit. So I don't know. Anyway, but that's what she said. So, but her, her roommates were like, okay, now Meredith, so Meredith is English, so Meredith and Amanda are living, and also Amanda and Meredith are living on like the the um the first floor apartment. Okay. Under them are two guys, two Italian guys okay. in like a basement apartment. And then I think above them were two other Italian people who had like one was like a lawyer and like so it was like a house with a basement. Okay. So that wasn't like school. No. It it was probably a privately owned house, which is very smart, and rented out three different levels. Yeah, it is. To make money. That said, when my children study abroad, they will stay with school housing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um now so Meredith and Amanda seem to get along, but later on one of uh Meredith's family members said that actually <laughs> Meredith complained that Amanda was being a bad roommate. Like okay. she wouldn't uh, wash the dishes, da da da. And also she tended to keep a sex toy. What? I'm assuming a vibrator. Probably. Out in the open. Why? Because that's nasty. Just, you gotta, you gotta, you just, that's just to put it under the bed, you know? Like- also like, that's just nasty for your it's not safety. Like, like it's not you don't, it's not clean. Or no. like maybe it's like Nobody wants to see Put th- it in a drawer. Put it in a drawer. That's according to Meredith's family. Oh, okay. So, uh but you know well, normal Meredith's family talks a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, a normal like roommate stuff you move in. And I think they may have been um you know how you're assigned maybe it's not proper um university housing yes but exchange students are coming so they kind of put you together and she's american and she's english so i mean i i studied abroad yeah 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 so that that kind of thing so now um now a lot of people said that so meredith's english friends who were visit who would visit them said that they saw relatively little of amanda because they said that it seemed like she preferred to fix to mix with italians instead of other English and maybe she was just trying to get up her language skills so now below like I said below the women in a a walkout semi-basement of the house there were two young Italian men with whom Amanda and Meredith were friendly one Giacomo spent time at the girl's place uh because he liked music so he'd come over and like play music and you know okay these are young people they're like 22 21 22 yeah um now one night so in September is when she moves there Okay. One night in mid-October, Amanda Meredith, Giacomo, and another basement uh, resident met a basketball uh, acquaintance of the two guys named Rudy Getty. 
I might be mispronouncing his name. A young immigrant man from the Ivory Coast. Okay. According to Amanda, Rudy, quote unquote, attached himself to the group and would often ask about her. Others dispute this characterization, but one thing was clear was that he was never invited up to the girl's place. Okay. So they only saw him down where the, in the guy's place, okay. in the basement apartment. Um, now, the following month on October uh, 20th, um, Ma- okay, so we are, so that same month, Meredith reportedly began dating Giacomo. Okay. So they're they're a neighbor in the basement apartment, Got one it. of the guys in the basement apartment. Okay. And Amanda be- began dating another Italian guy by the name of Raffaele Soli- Solecito. Solecito. S-O-L-L-E-C-I-T-O. A 23-year-old student um, on after that she had met. So basically okay. Amanda went to a concert with Meredith and her boyfriend who lived in the basement apartment right. and she met Raffaele. Okay. Okay. So they started dating after that at the party. Okay. And she, so, so this was on October 25th. Okay. Shortly after that, she just basically moved in with him as oh. young people do. Okay. So he had an apartment nearby. It was five minute walk from her place. Now, November yeah. 1st was a public holiday. So That's all five the- Five days later. This is five days later. Okay. Six, five, six days later. Right. Young people move fast. They really do. Yeah, they move fast. So, um, and only if you've ever gone through this and gone to college, do you understand how fast yeah. they move? Like, yeah, this is. I think I did that too. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I did that. Yeah. yeah. On I multiple occasions. Completely. Like, but like you just yeah. shack up with a guy. You're like, he's my boyfriend. I love like, him. Yeah. And he's like, what? And you're like, mm, I, I love you so much. Fine. <laughs> Dear diary, I do love him. And he knows that I love him. I don't need to say it with words though. And we're going to be together forever. Forever. So now on November 1st, it was a public holiday in Italy. So all the Italian flatmates were away. Amanda was at her boyfriend's. Okay. uh, Solecito's house. And Meredith was reportedly alone in the house. So Meredith, the English girl, is just by herself in the house. Now, witnesses do say that they saw her returning to the house that night at 9 p.m. Okay. Now, the next day, midday on November 2nd, Amanda called Meredith's English phone. So Meredith had two phones, an English phone and an Italian phone. Okay. Which she could always, she always had on her, no matter what, I guess, for her family to call her. Her parents, yeah. But there was no answer. Then Amanda called one of their Italian flatmates that lived probably upstairs. Okay. uh, On the top floor by the name of Romanelli. One of the two Italian trainee lawyers she and Meredith shared their apartment with. So maybe the apartment had just two floors and they were kind of on the first. There were maybe one or two bedrooms on the first floor. Sounds like this is a big house. Yeah, I can't yeah. quite picture it. I think it's a four bedroom house, but then the basement apartment may be like yeah, a I'll, one bedroom or yeah, something. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Um, so, uh, so she called on uh, November 2nd. She said that she called Meredith's English phone. There was no answer. So then she called Amanda, called Romanelli, one of the Italian right. people that they shared the place with. And, and in a mixture of Italian and English said that she was worried that something had happened to Meredith because when she was at the apartment earlier that morning, she had noticed an open front door, blood stains, oh, shit. including foot, a footprint in the bathroom, and that she noticed that Meredith's bedroom door was locked because she tried it. So Amanda and her boyfriend, Celicito, met up at the place, went over to the place. Right. And uh, knocked on the bedroom door again, and there was no answer. So they tried to break into the door. 
leaving it visibly damaged. Now, okay. at 12.47 p.m., Amanda called her mother and was told to contact the police yes. as an emergency. So I wrote here, hold up. Okay, first of all, if I go, even if I don't know you that well, yeah. and I see blood anywhere in the house. I turn around. Unless I've seen blood in the house before. Which, if you still live there, and you've seen blood in the house before, that's on you. And it's time to move out, probably. Yeah, I'm you just, just like, get your, look, I've run out of houses before. I've like put it in a bag and called a cab. And a bloody it's a long story. footprint. But if there, but it wasn't even a bloody footprint. And I was like, you know what? This is not a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to not live here anymore. And so I not lived there anymore. Anytime I see blood, I'd be like, ew, because I'm mean, a germaphobe. I but mean, also. I, I, yeah, to see that. It's a good point. I would not leave the house. I would call immediately the cops. I would be cops. outside the house. I would. I, mean, I would be like, scream the yeah. name of the person. I'm away outside because I should like to survive this. Um, and call the cops. Also, because she said she saw it that morning, but she's not. Let's say it says midday, but then at 12. So let's say around 11, 30, 12, right? She calls the other flatmate. And they're like, huh? Because obviously they left that morning to right. go to work or school. So I don't know. It just seems very odd. But who knows what you'll do in that situation. But if there's blood involved, I'm definitely let's, calling. Let's learn. Call police before mom. Yes. Who's in the United States. You can't so, do shit. Now, so her boyfriend, Solecito, called the cops getting through. So Amanda called her mother at 1247. Solecito, the boyfriend, called the cops. Uh, at 1251. Okay. He was recorded telling them that there had been a break-in with nothing taken. And the emergency was that Meredith's door was locked. So she was not answering calls or her cell phone and there were blood stains. Okay. The cops came and while there, Amanda and Meredith's other roommate, the Romanelli person right. arrived and took over explaining the situation to the police in Italian. Okay. Now, uh, somehow Meredith's English phone had been found also during this time found dumped. Oh, shit. So Romanelli, their Italian roommate, was really concerned and demanded that the police try and force open the bedroom door that was locked. The police at first was like, oh, this is private property. Da, 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 Wait, but I thought they forced it open. No. Uh, Solecito so and Amanda tried to. Oh. But it said it, it, it visibly they left damage. Right. But, but they, they didn't, didn't. actually They weren't able it. to open it. So the police opened it. Yeah. So actually a friend of Romanelli finally, because the police were like, we don't want to be liable. Right. Okay. And so there's a dog fight. <laughs> like they're playing. It's not literally a dog fight, no. you guys. But they're, they're allowed. Playing. And now they're moving to the back. Mm -hmm. um, so As long as we can still hear them. That's so, really what matters. So okay. the track. So. Um, she calls the cops. She, she calls their roommate and says, I saw blood stains earlier and I can't return her phone. Then she calls her mother. Uh, so, and then she goes over there with her boyfriend. They try to get in the door and can't, but they damaged everything. Right. Then she calls her mother and her mother's like, call the cops. So they call the cops. The cops have shown up. Like, I failed. Anyways. Yeah. So the cops show up and Romanelli, the other roommate comes in. And so Romanelli's like, fuck this. And so, Romanelli's friend was like, fuck it. I'm just, we will pay for the damage. Right. So they knocked it. Uh, they not, they were able to get into the door. So they kicked the door in. I think if you're worried about safety. Yeah. A police can do it, that. Yeah. I, I, I and Maybe it's different in Italy. I don't know. But yeah. um, so once they open the door, now, they force. I'm, I'm just making lists in my head of what I tell my children because I'm sure her mom was like, what? 
If there's blood. If there's blood, you call police before me. If there's blood and your friend's door is locked and she's normally at home and you can't get, call the police, like immediately. So uh, now once they break in, they find Meredith's body. (gasps) It was discovered on the floor. Oh my God. Um, She had been sexually assaulted and stabbed in the throat. And there was a sheet over her. It was very odd. So now the first detectives on the scene was Monica uh, Napoleoni. And it's like Napoleon, but with an eye on the end. Got it. And her superior, Marco Chiachiria. Oh, no. It's Chiachiria. That's probably what it is. I'm sorry, Italian it's people. It's okay. It's, I mean, um, I'm going to just say Monica because I don't want to put your her Monica. name. Monica, the, uh, the first detective, conducted the initial interviews and quizzed Amanda about her failure to immediately raise the alarm, which was later widely seen as an unusual behavior for her. Because I guess people were like, yeah. no, she seems like the type of person that will call immediately. Like, who knows? I mean, she might have also had some bad advice. Who knows? Uh, now, over the following days, Amanda was repeatedly interviewed. She's also young. She's uh, also yeah. really, really young. Yeah. Ostensibly as someone who might become a witness. Uh, she And also because she's the first one that called and told the other roommate. Right. and tried, Yeah. So um, that's what she thought at first, that they just want to get the story straight because she could give the most details because yeah, she's the first and one. and maybe that's true. That's and maybe, happened. who yeah. knows. Now, she told uh, police that on November 1st, she received a text from her boss, Lumumba, telling her not th- that they didn't need her that night. Uh, so she stayed the night at her boyfriend's, uh, okay. Monticello. Now, uh, n- Monticello. It's <laughs> <laughs> not his name. So Fine. let's set... <laughs> Solecito. 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 Who is Raffaele. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Just call him rough. It's yeah, fine. Rough. Uh, apartment. Only going back to the house the next morning on the 2nd where she discovered the body. Right. Uh, well, but early that morning, the blood, and then she left again. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. Now, according to Amanda, um, Monica was hostile to her from the outset. Okay. Uh, her superior, Chia Chieri. Sounds, mm. that's. Marco, yep, Marco, uh, Mark discounted the signs of a break-in, deeming them clearly faked by the killer. Oh. So they show up and they're like, "This has been staged. What is going on here?" The police were not told. Uh, also, the police were not told about Meredith's relationship with the boyfriend who lived in the basement apartment, Chiacomo, in the initial interviews. Oh, really? Why? Because the boyfriend or the husband's always the first suspect. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, but they weren't told about her relationship with him. So now she was not provided with legal counsel. Um, that's Amanda. As Italian law only mandates that the appointment of a lawyer for someone suspected of a crime. On the night of November 5th, Amanda voluntarily went to the police station, although what followed is a matter of dispute. So they'd been okay. like talking to her on the second. They talked to her and she said they were kind of hostile from her from the beginning. But then on the 5th, she's like, I'm just going to go in and tell you guys again, I guess. Now, according to Amanda on November 5th, she spent hours being interrogated and maintained her original story that she had been with her boyfriend, Solicito, at his apartment all night and had no knowledge of the murder, but that the group of police did not seem to believe her. This is Amanda's account of what happened on November 5th. Okay. She said, quote, I wasn't just stressed and pressured. I was manipulated. She maintains that she was told by the interpreter, quote, probably I didn't remember well because I was traumatized. So I should try to remember something else, end quote. 
She also stated in the trial, so that leads up to it, right. quote, that, uh, quote, they said they were convinced that I was protecting someone. They were saying, who is it? Who is it? They were saying, here's the message on your telephone. You wanted to meet up with him. You are a stupid liar. End quote. Oh, my God. She also said that the policewoman, quote, was saying, come on, come on, remember. And then she slapped. She hit me. Then come on, come on and slap another one. End quote. Oh, my God. So this is what Amanda's saying. Jesus. She also said that she had requested a lawyer, but was told it would make things worse for her and that she would not and that she would go to jail for 30 years. She also said that she was not allowed access to food, water or the bathroom. Um. Theocara and the policewoman Lorena Zugarini testified that during the interview, she was given access to food, water, hot drinks, and the lavatory. They further said that Amanda was asked about a lawyer but did not have one, was not hit at any time, and interviewed, quote, firmly but politely, end quote. That's oh. what they're saying. Oh, okay. That what happened on November That's 5th. probably what they would say. Right. Ultimately... According to her, under pressure, Amanda stated that she had been in the house when Meredith was killed and that she thought the murderer was Lumumba, her boss. Okay. Who she must have known was at his bar. Right, because she he told her not to come into work. So because of that, what she told the cops in that on November 5th, they arrested her, so her boyfriend, Solicito, and Lumumba. They were taken into custody and charged with murder. All of them? Yes. Okay. Her first meeting with her legal counsel was on November 11th. So I guess they let them go on bond or something. Okay. Chiakara, the uh, Monica's superior, who thought the arrests were premature, dropped out of the investigation soon afterward. Okay. Leaving Monica in charge, yeah. yeah, of a major investigation for the first time in her career. Oh, right? that's good. That's so now, good. No. now you can imagine Lumumba's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I have a restaurant. I'm busy. Yeah. I, I'm a businessman. Who are you? I hired you? Why yeah. did I hire you? Now, customers who Lumumba had been serving at his bar on the night of the murder gave him a complete alibi. Yeah. On November 30th, a panel of three judges endorsed charges and ordered Amanda and Celicito, her boyfriend, held in detention pending a trial. Okay. Because it had been established. So she said, oh, I was in the house when she died and Lumumba was there. I don't understand why she did that. Girl. Why did she go to the police? Like, just stay at home. Girl, I, I, don't, I mean, I can understand, like, I've watched enough Law & Order to know that you don't think you are... Um, you think, oh, I'm just going to talk to them and you don't think you can leave. And then they do tell you this. Who knows? But I don't understand why she brought Lumumba in it. That's yeah, what like I that, don't understand. That Like, why did that name come up at any point? Because she just blamed a black guy. That's probably what happened. She just blamed the black she guy. She is like, there's like a little like privilege here, right? She blamed the black guy and that pissed me the fuck off. So I was like, <laughs> really, you, bitch? Think, really? I mean, it's, it's almost calm. It's almost comic. Except right? almost that. comedic. Except that you're fucking with someone's life. And except that, thank God, he wasn't like at home because that what night. what if he was home by himself? What if he had gotten sick and gone home? fucking right to get sick and go home. Yeah. And then he'd probably be in jail because yeah. he's a black guy. Yep. And we're a bunch yep. of assholes. Because they, they um, charged him. They arrested him. Yeah. They thought, which at least the person above Monica yeah. thought that's dumb. Yeah. But we don't have enough evidence to arrest any of them. No evidence. And yeah. this dumb, young American white girl is probably like. So that might explain why she was treated the way she was in Italy. So 
So that's on November 30th. Yeah. They ordered them. So Lumumba's off because they're like, he had an alibi. This is all right. Done and deal. So they probably were pissed at her. Sucks balls for Lumumba. I'm yeah. I mean, like, thank, but thank God it was just that. And so know, like, but still Italian police are probably pissed off at her. They were like, yeah. Like, why'd you fucking waste our time and our yeah. money? So and our she and her boyfriend were taken into detention pending trial. I get that. In a formal interview with Mangini, Amanda said that Mangini is like a, a, a I don't know who, who is Mangini. I think he might be like a, a famous like reporter. She said that she had been brainwashed by the police interrogators into accusing Lumumba and implicating herself. I mean, that's a lot of steps. You're also, taking like a lot of steps to get there. Like, so the police knew that you worked at this place and knew that there was probably an owner who was maybe responsible. So they decided to make you say, like, I just feel you know, like there was several trains no, to get this to Ohio. Is, like, you know This what is saying? what makes her a bitch. Uh, because oh, she said it, girl. She, okay. Because, you know, I was just listening to uh, Ava DuVernay, and we know the history of the cops falsely incarcerating black people, black mm, men, mm-hmm. especially they do it to black women too. People forget that. They but do. Like, or just the new black talk. Just, just black people just ran. And like Susan Smith, how she killed her, her little baby. She drowned them in the water yeah. and was just like a black guy took my kids. So I saw that the cops like, were like, obviously that's what happened. Even the cops were like a black guy took three white kids. Why would he do that? <laughs> Not that dumb. No. That's like, that's like super dumb. He's going to be found out if he's just walking yeah. around randomly with yep. three black well, children. He's going to be pulled no, over. A black woman no with three white children. They'd be like, oh, no. that's the nanny. nanny. Yeah. But a black, black guy. No. no. So so I this mean, pissed me off that she was just like, oh, yeah, I was brainwashing it. And then, yeah, I'm going to throw Lumumba under the bus, too. Well, what, what, what is fascinating to me is that we are so indoctrinated in our culture to blame black people for everything. To, you and, gotta tell and me. All black men need to be better fathers. Stop incarcerating them, <laughs> fucktards. Lumumba's I like mean, Jesus. I'm just trying to Lumumba's serve some like, drinks. I'm just like I'm trying to like make some good food for people and like just, just like have a nice night out. Yeah, I'm and just, like be a little bit of a destination. I just and you all put me in jail for the night, bitch. And then the cops come. They're like, he's like, what the anyway. So so I got a lot to get through here. So I'm, I'm okay, gonna go sorry. a little bit faster. No, it's fine. Um, so. She said later on that they brainwashed her into implicating him, right? America brainwashed you, little girl. So on December, uh, on December 4th, the same day, um, uh, Chiakaria was quoted as saying that someone known to Meredith and uh, someone who was known to her and was led into the house by her might be responsible for her death. So remember the guy, Getty, the Ivory Coast guy? Yes. Oh, so. Uh, Getty's like, I'm out, bitches. So yeah, apparently yeah, he like, left. Oh, they were it. like, they tried to blame one black guy. Heading, yep. And now I'm getting on a boat. Yep. So he Is left a car and went to train, Germany. Whatever. Bye. He, <laughs> Getty, I mean, we laughed, but Getty went to Germany. He's like, I'm oh, out. Shit. He and did get on a train. Smart man. After his bloodstained fingerprints um, were found on bedding under her body, under Meredith's body, he was brought from Germany where he had fled and he, Knox and Celicito were then charged with committing the murder together. So unlike Lumumba, who was just like minding his own business at his job. Different black men. Yeah. Maybe and she this, mixed them up because she's done. I mean, you know. Which. 
Yeah. I, I, so let me just go on. Uh-huh. So okay. obviously the media went nuts because we we vaguely remember the Amanda Knox thing and we were like, oh, we didn't yeah. know what it was. So the media went nuts. Now the story at- attracted global attention. It did. Yeah. Spawning salacious headlines such as, quote, dead girl feared Noxie's sex toy. So the sex toy that she left out and quote, took part in sex attack that glommed on the allegations of orgies and sex toys. So that's where the whole like orgies Mm. and like, I mean, there were young people who knows what was going on. Some people are freaking. I mean, I get it, but honestly, like honestly, but also that stuff like, wasn't don't do this to Meredith. She was just a girl who got killed. She got brutally killed. Yeah. Leave her out of it. Leave her alone. Yeah. Like let, and her family, Oh, you'd like these poor people. I mean, God bless off. them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they're already. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. in Italy, they demonized Amanda from the beginning. So they were like fucking Americans. And some people say it was very anti-American. Can't really blame them sometimes. I mean, but, you, you know. know, sometimes we suck. I get it. And basically the Italian public basically thought she did it. Because I also think it's sort of like these these fucking rich kids come over here. These American kids come over mm-hmm. here. And they do what they want to do, which is not wrong in a lot of countries. Uh, act up and do whatever and, and, you know, disregard our laws and do what they want to do. And then they leave. That may or may not have been true, but I that's mean, how they characterized I've, it. Look, I backpacked through Europe when I was in college. And I, I remember meeting... I was fine because I'm I don't I'm not crazy right but and I remember but a lot of people like native to wherever I was were like oh you're a good American yeah because oh my god you're people and then I would see it mm-hmm. like I would and I and I would say to to people who live there like look back home people are fine they're just coming here thinking it's a playground and acting yeah I remember one time I'm gonna tell this quick story real quick I was on a train with a friend of mine we were in Italy actually uh huh. And it was a sleeper car. Okay. And it was my friend, my friend Rachel and I were like, you know, we share. We we wake up and they give you like a little bit of like a cappuccino and a, yeah. and a thing to eat. You right. Know? And we're sitting. This very old lady was like in our same car and she's lovely. So only spoke French and Italian, neither mm-hmm. of which I was able to. So we were trying to talk to her and it was really cute. And it was funny. And um, and we're just like drinking cappuccino and 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 doing what we can. And these like three or four guys kind of come out so we can see like not into our car into our car, but like we and they're just being loud, Americans, obnoxious. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we look at each other and we look at her and we're kind of like we have like looks on our faces and she goes she doesn't speak a word of english but she goes stupid americans <laughs> and it was the funniest thing and we were like yeah, yeah. no yeah you're right yeah. it's so true so that's probably so, the attitude in which the uh, most of the italian public yeah. was like this bitch now in america there was a lot more sympathy for amanda yeah. it was she was characterized yeah. as being uh bulldozed interestingly she was being they in america we were saying she's being uh bulldoze the way she was trying to get Lumumba bulldozed and I the way mean, so many black people are bulldozing the justice I'm having, system like listening to because yeah. I didn't really know the story but I'm having a hard time being on her side because yep. how did you I'm just not buying it like yeah. I you know if I was pulled in and accused of murder suddenly I, I would be like yeah. no I was at yeah. work I yeah. was at work yeah. I was at work no, I'm not going to accidentally say Oh, it was my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to accidentally. Yeah, that's not going to accidentally. I I was at work. And then if I, if the police brainwash me into implicating myself, why would I bring in some random person? Yeah, like what? What? Yeah. Like that. 
that like oh matter. well I was in the house but I didn't do it this other random this the black other, guy did it the black guy did yeah so, like I don't yeah now don't so Getty it. again the Ivory Coast guy he's like twenty six yes. or something like that he's he's youngish like okay uh, so he's like hanging around and he and again they found his fingerprint on a like a, a right. towel underneath Meredith's body now so at his trial he opted to for speedy a special fast track procedure okay. by this judge McKelly uh, or Michelli is probably Michelli he was not charged with having had a knife he did not testify and was not questioned about his statements which had altered from his original version even still, he was convicted of murder, but the official judge's report on the conviction specified that he had that he had not had a knife or stabbed the victim or stolen any of Meredith's possessions. So Michelli's finding that Getty must have had an accomplice gave support to the later prosecution of Amanda and um, her boyfriend. So. Uh, the judges reasoned that Getty would not have faked a burglary because it would have pointed to him anyway in view of his own earlier break-ins in another country or whatever. Okay. So he wouldn't have faked the attack. So they're like, he wouldn't have done it and then tried to fake a break-in. Right. Right. So uh, despite Getty saying that Meredith had let him in the house through the entry door, the judges decided against the possibility of Getty getting in because why would a white girl invite a black guy, a young black guy into her house. And it's all kinds of fucked up, right? I, I, That's not important though, because uh, they, so basically they said, um, they reasoned that she did not let him in, even though she, he was an acquaintance of her boyfriend. Yeah. Giacomo. Okay. Now, in a later, she's extra racist. Yeah. Okay. In a uh, later interview, and also I think these are old people. These are these were young people. Young people don't really, even if they're racist, they don't really operate like that. They don't yeah. get more racist till they get older. No, it's true though. Like yeah. yeah. Now they're like, wait, what Grandpa said made sense now. Right. Exactly. I'm 33. Like I mean, yeah. young people just want to get together and make out. Like they, they no... do that all the time. Like it's and it doesn't make them bad young people. It makes them young people. It makes like yeah. It just like I'm, yeah. Now, in an interview, Getty said in 2016 with an Italian newcaster, Ray, he said that he and Meredith had met the following evening, um, met the previous evening at a oh, college nightclub. Like, she was not alive. Yeah, okay. Where they had shared a kiss. So this is what I was saying about young people. Uh, mm -hmm. He said yeah. that he had accepted an invitation to come to her house the following evening, but that they did not have sex because neither of them had a condom. Okay. Um. And These again, are things that happen with young people. This is what you things are, they want to experiment. They mm -hmm. want to kiss, but I like, love oh, the fact shit, I can't find it. No, nope. uh. let's, let's 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 just make out. Right. Yeah. He claims he left the room to go to the bathroom where he heard a scream and saw a man who de who he described as, quote unquote, foreign in the house. Now, I don't know what that means. What does foreign mean? Maybe not Italian. I don't know, because he's also foreign. He's from the Ivory Coast. This, this, what does foreign mean? I don't it know. It means nothing. I don't know what that means. In the context of Italian, of Italy. Yeah. I don't know. I now, think in America, like, you can't say that word. Yeah, I, I don't. Know, not to be, you can say the word. Because won't here, describe anything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the verbiage of the time in Italy. It could mean whoever. Like, you know, maybe in California, if you say, oh, they're foreign, maybe you mean Mexican. Or maybe you maybe, mean dependent. Right, maybe. that's California. That's California. So I don't know. Yeah. Now, this is what he says, though. He went to the bathroom. He heard a scream. He came back. And there was a man. In the house, he said, quote, I am 101 percent certain Amanda Knox was there, end quote. Okay. This is what Getty says. 
I don't know. I don't know if Getty's trying to get even because he's like, this bitch, I'm in jail because this is 2006. So he's been in jail for a while. Yeah. And he's like, this bitch. Yeah. So he, Getty then described how the unnamed man had warned Knox that he had been, quote unquote, discovered and ran out of the building before saying, quote, black man found, guilty found. I don't, if that's he, a bad. He said that? I don't who know. Who said, wait, who said that? The man who ran the from, man. yeah, the foreign man. So I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Yeah. Now, he said, this is Getty's testimony, uh, not testimony, but um, interview. Yeah. He said that he then went into Meredith's bedroom and saw, quote, an abundance of blood. He said he got a towel from the bathroom to stop the bleeding from under her neck, uh, neck wound. He described finding her lying there as, quote, a heartbreaking moment. And he said, quote, she was trying to tell me something. He said, quote, I wrote in blood on the wall to understand. Fear overwhelmed me. Now, like I said, he's originally from the Ivory Coast and he he and he says he flew he fled to Germany because he quote was afraid they would not believe me. He went on to say, when I was found in the house of the crime, I fled because I was afraid. No one would believe me. I thought Negro found guilty. The subsequent investigations conducted badly have shown that I was right. End quote. Yeah, dude. I don't think I mean, he did po- it. police have always maintained that Getty did not act alone and that Meredith was killed in a quote, a sex game gone wrong, no. which also involved Knox and then her boyfriend, Celicito. I don't think he did anything wrong. So, I mean, I'm not a detective. I don't know. But it's hard to tell because he, because I can understand why he's I just see, like, they're going to blame see, me anyway. I see why he. I mean, no, I understand because it, it, it looks guilty as hell. And, you know, let's let's be clear. Breaking because he had been charged why, with breaking and entering he her. Right. They. Yeah. Because he's a crazy black man who who lusts after the flesh of white women. And it's just like, OK, so can we stop that? You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing. You all you guys like usually when people get together, they get together willingly. Yeah. Like, like when you find this age, like that's not even back then. We, even back when they used to lynch black men for raping white women a lot of times you found out that they had a consensual relationship and they had been together on and off Mm -hmm. and everybody in town all the black people knew that they were fooling around right just when the white people found out white girl who's sobbing for years yeah that was her so um so this is what getty says now in amanda's trial in 2009 amanda and celicito pleaded not guilty to charges of murder sexual assault carrying a knife which getty had not been charged with so they didn't charge getty with carrying the knife but they charged amanda and celicito with with the knife because they think basically they were the ringleaders this is what the italians think i think that they did the whole thing yeah now uh, oh, and, and also charged with simulating a burglary and theft of 300 euros, two credit cards, and two mobile phones. <laughs> they got specific. Damn. Now, there was a separate but concurrent trial for Amanda with the same jury as her murder trial in which she was accused of falsely denouncing Lumumba for the murder. Good. Get her for that. Yes. Now, according to the prosecution, Amanda's first call on November 2nd to Meredith's English phone was to ascertain if Meredith's phones had been found. Because they had gotten rid of them. So yes. it was to check to see if it had been found. And so Lacido had tried to break in the bedroom door because after he and Amanda locked it behind them, they realized they had left something that might incriminate them. So that's why when they said, oh, we went back to break down oh. and we left signs of that's what the 
the prosecution says. Right. Now, uh, and then when Amanda called her mother in Seattle a quarter of an hour before the discovery of the body was said by prosecutors to show that Amanda was acting as if something serious might have happened before the point in time when an innocent person would have such concerns. Right now, according to the prosecution's reconstruction, Amanda had attacked Meredith in her bedroom, repeatedly banged her head against a wall, forcibly held her face and tried to strangle her. Getty, Amanda and Solicito had removed Meredith's jeans and held her on her hands and knees while Getty had sexually abused her because he's a black guy. So he is a sexual abuser. Um, Now, Amanda had cut Meredith with a knife before inflicting the fatal stab wound, then faked the burglary. The judge pointedly questioned Amanda about a number of details, especially concerning her phone calls to her mother and Romanelli, the other Italian roommate. The defense suggested, on the other hand, that Getty was a lone killer who had murdered Meredith after breaking in. Amanda's lawyers pointed out that no shoe prints, clothing fibers, hairs, fingerprints, skin cells, or DNA of Amanda's were found on on, uh, Meredith's body, clothes, handbag, or anywhere else in Meredith's bedroom. The prosecution then came back, alleged that all forensic traces in the room would have incriminated, um, that would have incriminated Amanda had been wiped away by her and Celicito, which I find hard to believe. But I also find that there's no DNA evidence of your roommate in your room. That's, that is hard for me to believe. Like, there should, there should be something. Some, I mean, yeah. Did she never go Go in her room? Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I find it hard to believe that there's no evidence. It like even like a hairbrush or like your hair, like like you. Sounds, I stand in my roommate's room like all the time. Yeah, I used to. Stand. And I don't go in her room, but like there's evidence You're of like, me. Oh, do you have a question? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah. You, can you walk my dog? Sure. So I think walk in here and talk to you about what time you want me to do. Yeah, that. they're they're both very. It's it it's it's all over the place, right? So now, um, now. Amanda's lawyer said it would have been impossible to selectively remove her traces, which I agree, and emphasized that Getty's shoe prints, fingerprints, and DNA were found in Meredith's bedroom. Getty's DNA was on the strap of Meredith's bra, which had been torn off, and his DNA was found on a vaginal swab. They said, I don't know. Now, Getty's bloody palm print was also on the pillow that had been placed under Kersher's hips. Uh, Now, Getty's DNA mixed with Meredith's was on the left sleeve of her bloody sweatshirt and in blood t- and in blood stains inside her shoulder bag from which 300 euros in credit cards had been stolen both sets of defense attorneys requested that the judge order independent reviews of evidence including dna yes. and the compatibility of the wounds with the alleged murder weapon the request was denied why why and final police of the court Acelacito's lawyer described Amanda as quote a weak and fragile girl oh, who Lord. had been quote duped by the police Amanda's lawyer pointed to text messages between her and Meredith as showing that they had been friends. Now, on December 5th, 2009, Amanda, by then 22, was convicted uh, on charges of faking a break-in, defamation, sexual violence, and murder, and was sentenced to 26 years in prison. Celicito, her boyfriend, was sentenced to 25 years. So that should tell you that they definitely were anti-American. I would definitely say, go on the record to say that this is some bullshit. I mean, she with that little bit of evidence, if you can't if and the judge is denying. Yeah. Independent. Independent. I like that. Yeah. That's 
That's that's some hate. It's suspect. That's some hate. Now, two years later, in 2011. So she's in jail. She's in jail, 2009. Okay. Uh, and she's been in jail the entire time uh, of during the trial. Okay. Now, two years later, in 2011, they were acquitted. Okay. After a court ordered review of the contested DNA evidence by independent experts noted okay. numerous basic errors in gathering and analysis of the evidence and concluded that no evidential trace of Meredith's DNA had been found on the alleged murder weapon, oh. which police had found in Celicito's kitchen. Oh. So. The review found that the forensic police examination showed evidence of multiple males DNA fragments on the bra strap, which had been lost on the floor for 47 days. Oh, shit. The court appointed expert testified the context strongly, strongly suggested contamination. Yes. The false accusation conviction in relation to her employer, Lumumba, was upheld. Yeah, that's fair. And the judge imposed a three-year sentence, although this was nominal, being less than Amanda had already served. So in total, Amanda served about four, four and a half years. She was immediately released in 2011 and returned to Washington, to Seattle. But hold on. In 2013, the acquittal was dismissed. (laughs) It was dismissed? Yes. So what does that mean for her? She was still in, in Washington, though. Okay. After a note Amanda composed in the police station, not mentioning Getty at all, the guy who's in jail for the murder, was regarded by the Supreme Court as confirmation that she and Getty were present at the apartment while Meredith was attacked. So she... She wrote a letter. She didn't mention Getty at all. So it's just like, I don't know why Getty's still in jail. I don't know why the brother's still in jail. Because he's black. I don't know. And he don't don't have a good uh, lawyer also. Because Meredith's parents, uh, not Meredith's parents, Amanda's parents probably like mortgage their house I'm like sure they were they terrified like two mortgages yeah and yeah so um now a retrial was ordered oh shit so convicted in 2009 mortgage it again um 2009 uh 2011 acquitted released 2013 they started another trial so she was represented but she was not she was she, she remained stayed, in the united states yeah. they were can subsequently convicted again oh my god but then on march 27 2015 the ultimate appeal by uh, amanda and celicito were heard by the supreme court of cassation it ruled that the case was without foundation thereby definitively acquitting them of the murder her defamation conviction was upheld with the Lumumba yeah, thing, no. but she had already served the time yeah. that they gave her. So on September 7, 2015, the court published a report on the acquittal citing, quote, glaring errors and in investigative amnesia and guilty omissions where a five judge panel said that the prosecutions uh, that the prosecutors back up on the scenario that Amanda and Celicito killed Meredith. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that the prosecutors who won the original murder conviction failed to prove a whole truth to um, whole truth to back up the scenario that um, Amanda and Celicito killed Meredith. I mean, they didn't really prove anything. On January 24th, 2019, the European Court of Human Rights ordered Italy to pay compensation to Amanda for violating her rights in the hours after her arrest in Perugia or Perugia. Italy was ordered to pay her uh, about $20,000, dollars $20,000, $21,000 for not providing her with either a lawyer or a competent interpreter when she was first held in custody. Yeah. 
Now, after returning to the United States, but again, Gaddy's still in jail. I'm just saying. He's still in jail? Like, the story ends with him still in jail. That's really terrible. It's fucked up. That's because if, I don't understand how he's still in jail, but they are, like, he... Yeah. I don't understand. Like, no. You can't do that. Like that doesn't work. Because he was convicted of breaking it. But breaking like stealing You're not and murder for 30 years is a whole nother. Totally different But it situation. could be because they were so focused on Amanda that they did miss evidence. I don't know. But the fact that this man is, is been in jail. He got 16 years. Like that is crazy to me. Now, after returning to the United States, Amanda completed her degree and worked on a book about her case. She was often followed by the paparazzi. Her family incurred large debts from the years of supporting her in Italy and were left insolvent. The proceedings from the waiting to be heard. She wrote a book, a memoir, having gone to pay legal fees to her Italian lawyers. Amanda has been a reviewer and journalist for the then West Seattle Herald, later assumed in West Side Seattle, and attended events of the Innocence Project and related organizations. Hold up. I'm sorry, Amanda. Mm. Innocence Project? Mm. You got some fucking nerve, bitch. <laughs> you tried yeah. to get some random black man that you just didn't like. Yeah. It, let's say he was not paying her her wages. Let's say he was oh, being yeah. a dick. Let's let's go there. Let's say that he, ta- he was yeah. condescending yeah. and he didn't he was pay a dick. her wages. Yeah. You don't send him to jail, You're trying to bitch. get him for murder. You're trying to pay a murder like, on him. What? No. So I do think that they... We're trying to railroad her. I do think that I'm not. I'm not really sure if she did it or not. I'm really. I. I. After this, it's hard like, to tell. Like because I feel like it's the OJ. It could be the OJ thing where when OJ first, I was like that Negro killed that white woman. When it first happened, yeah. I was one of few. I was like, I don't fuck it. First of all, OJ ain't been black since 1974. Yeah. Second of all, he <laughs> beat his wife. He did. And any man who beats a woman is a fucking bug that needs well, to be my, squashed. And my thing is that. Men who beat women, they can kill you. They can kill you. They can you. absolutely because kill you. Because honestly, like beating another human yes. that can't fight back, that is physically, technically weaker, you are on the road to killing them. And the idea that Already, you know. she would have the nerve to leave him, OJ, right. and then have another man, because poor Ron Goldman, he just got, poor Ron. He's Ron like, was over there to get some nookie. And Ron just, got like, killed. Just, Poor just, Ron Goldman. Like yeah, that sucks. He, but she was living her life, and OJ's the kind of motherfucker that's like, "How dare this bitch I, yeah. in my house?" And da 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 da. I've always said he killed her, but I also think that Mark Furman planted the glove. So I think yeah. that they botched the investigation. I mean, I think you're right. I think that. I think he killed her because they were like, well, where's all the blood? He's but I'm like, like, not a good man. He's like gone to jail since for other shit. OJ like, was not a good man then. He's an yeah. awful, awful person. And I remember all the black people and I get their reasons because of what you almost know, happened there, to Lumumba. There, there is a problem. That's why black that people supported not, him. Uh, I remember talking to a friend at the time and he was like, you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Black people go to jail all the time. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't yeah. understand. I also think he killed that woman. Yeah. Yeah, but you, and you know what I mean. Like I've been saying it for a minute, and also yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna cape for a, a a woman beater. Fuck him. But anyway, that was, yeah, that was why I was like, can we not support this situation? Yeah, it's like, so I, I, but I think I do think OJ's guilty, but I think that they fucked up the evidence because I think that yeah, people no. like Mark Furman were trying to also frame him. So I don't know what happened. I honestly, I'm gonna say with Amanda Knox, I'm not really sure, but she was finally acquitted. Yeah. Okay. Of this, yeah. but now she's like, "Oh, I'm the victim the in the innocent project. project." You can suck several plates if you know what, Amanda Knox. It's Dick, by the yeah. way. It's Dick. 
Now, I'm almost done here. In 2007, in a 2017 interview, 17 interview, Amanda said that she was devoting herself to writing and activism for the wrongfully accused. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um, like like a the few guy weeks sitting ago, in jail for possibly your crime? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, let's not forget that. Okay. Now, a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, she returned to Italy no. as a guest speaker for a panel titled, quote, Trial by Media at the Criminal Justice Festival in Modena, Northern Italy. Okay. While there, she gave a speech in Italian where she blamed prosecutors and the media for creating a version of her that suited their story. Quote, to the world, I wasn't a suspect innocent until proven guilty. I was a cunning, psychopathic, dirty, drugged up whore who was guilty until proven otherwise, she said, according to uh, according to report. Okay. Um, Quote, Amanda Knox is the icon of trials that the media carry out before the trial in court is conducted. One of the festival organizers, Guido Sola, told CNN. Okay. He goes on to say, quote, Amanda has been definitively acquitted in court but in the popular imagination she is still guilty because she has she has been the victim of a barbaric media trial end quote i agree with him yeah during her speech yeah. amanda wept this is why i'm like really mm. la mumba bitch la mumba anyway i mean you know he's in jail like, like what, no getty's in jail no, la I mean, mumba Get, like he's in jail you know i fucked up so I, Lamuda, she wept like, though like, in her speech. Could have been in jail. He could have been in. That's jail. what she was trying to do to him. So she wept during her speech, recalling a prison visit by her father, during which he told her she probably would not be released soon. She also talked about her fear returning, her fear of returning to Italy, quote, of being harassed, of being trapped, and I am afraid that new accusations will be made just because I have come here to give my version of the facts, according to reports. She said. End quote. She remembered Perugia or Perugia prosecutor Perugia. Uh, Giuliano Mingi, Mingni, no, quote, <laughs> prosecutors, fine. quote, as a fine. nightmare figure, a monster whose only goal was to destroy me for no reason, end quote, but had come to see that he had sought justice for Meredith. So she's saying, I forgive him in that sense that he was looking to get uh, justice for Meredith. Okay. Uh, which, let's remember her. She's the innocent one, yeah. her family, and her family felt like Amanda should not have come back to Italy. She should not have been a part of this. That She just really yep. needs to stop making money and writing books um, that they should let her daughter, their daughter, their loved one rest. Now, um, I get it. Quote one. And so Amanda goes on to say during um, uh, an interview, quote, one day I'd like to meet the real Menini she said, according to the AP. And I hope that when he comes, he will also see that I am not a monster. I simply am Amanda, end quote. She received a standing ovation. Fuck me. So that's Amanda Knox. Oh, man. She's notorious yeah. for sure. I remember hearing about her, and this is what I heard. Okay. This is how it was translated to me very quickly between things. Okay. Do you know that there's this girl studied abroad? Unfortunately, it's awful. Someone murdered her roommate and now she's in jail for it. That is mm. how America heard this story. So it was a quick See? hit. I didn't analyze the situation, but so that, there's that. That is what I And heard. then in Italy, they're like, she's a sex craze, psychopathic whore. Right. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Is the truth. Now, I 
I don't know shit, obviously. Right. But I feel like she's not innocent. And I feel like she's also not guilty. I yeah. feel like there is this, she might have seen something. She might have known something. She might have thought something was funny that isn't funny. But the, yeah. the, the most telling thing to me that you said today is that her stepfather didn't think it was a good idea because mm. she was immature. I studied abroad when I was her age. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought I shouldn't do it. Everyone thought it was a good idea. I was about to, because I worked a couple of jobs to pay for it, and my dad stopped me to buy the Eurail Pass. He said, no, 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 I, this is a gift for you. I'm going to buy your Eurail Pass because I love that you're doing this. That's a very because good point. I should do this. Yes. And I was mature, and I could make good choices, and I did crazy shit. But not that crazy. The yeah. good crazy. The, oh, make a new friend you trust. Let's let's go to this part of the country together. And maybe and when the prosecutors heard about the sex toy, because also, honestly, when I was her age, I wasn't using sex no, toys. Like, no. I didn't know. And I certainly wouldn't let anybody know if I, I, I was. I know, right? <laughs> like, and I would have been like, oh, my God, what is I that? I mean, and we don't want to slut shame her because no, it's not it's about fine, that. But, but leaving it out in public, But in, but in the open. But as a general rule, like, remembering that age, yeah. that wasn't a thing. Yeah. You and didn't need it, sex toys when you were 20. And also the leave it <laughs> for your roommate to find in the I think she said uh Meredith's family said that she would leave it like in the bathroom like on the like on the counter yeah like out out that's and I'm not. like that's something usually you put away immediately after use or it's in your bedroom it's in your bedroom <laughs> it's in your bedroom and like yeah I'm sure people did I'm not yeah you, you can be 20 and use a sex yeah yeah, yeah. yeah of course yeah, yeah hey but it's in in the culture of being in college in that age it's not that doesn't show up till you're, you know. Well, I think that's later where the twenties, you know. I and think even that, still, when it shows up, it's in it's it's in a drawer. Yeah, you know? I it's I think that's where the Italians got the whole sex craze thing. But I also think it's weird that they didn't tell the authorities that her boyfriend lived in the basement. Like that seemed weird to me. Yes. Um. I mean, poor Meredith. No one really knows in her family. I just read a recent article. I think. Um around no actually maybe in 2016 or 2015 saying that you know they just want they want to know what really happened to their loved one and no one really knows um and so hard to live with it's just so hard in this she and she was lovely by all accounts like she was smart she was not too immature to go abroad but that's so interesting because you've actually gone abroad for and you've done this so it's Mm -hmm. interesting that you have that kind of outlook on this i mean i yeah like there's some there's something wrong with her. There's she did something, something off. I think I think this bitch did something. I don't think she I don't meant know. for Meredith to die. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that I'm seeing a killer in her. Yeah, or like a premeditated. But then it's just we. Everything is so weird, and I also think I, the also prosecutors seeing, didn't do. I think police did not do a great job. Yeah, I think police fucked it up hard. But I think. But she's you not know, some innocent girl who'd be like, oh, when he's featuring the Innocence Project, fuck no, you. There's no okay. Innocence Project. But some people don't have a natural incon- inclination towards empathy. Yeah. And I think she's one of those people. Mm. Because the fact that she is still bankrolling things. Yep. Uh, and she's the victim. Even though, again, Amanda, you tried to just, oh, the black guy did it. You yeah. basically literally said the black guy did it. I'm so pissed about that because, yeah. again, Thank God this guy was working at his place yeah. of business. And people were like, no, he was totally here. Like, he was, yeah, like 
he could have totally not been there because even if she said too like even if she said that they they manipulated me and da 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 to incriminate myself why would you incriminate somebody else if you're saying you didn't Mm -hmm. do it but you're incriminating yourself yeah that's why this innocence project needs to die because you can't you cannot say you're innocent no you did the same thing they did to you. you exactly i mean i know you said it but i'm saying it again because that's important like yep that's important to remember that. Yeah. That you're not some... I do think that they railroaded her. And I think that... Probably. Unfortunately, because of their incompetence, we'll never know what happened to poor Meredith. Yeah. Like, she's the important one. Just like with uh, with uh, Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. They are the important ones. Yeah. Not that fucker OJ. Yeah. They are the innocent people who were killed. Yeah. And we should always remember that. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? Impo- and it's so important. And we honor their lives. That. You know? And we just, you know, the, and the media's a dick. Yeah, we the media's a dick. The media's yeah. a dick. And so they're, we're, they're following Amanda now because yeah. she is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sells whatever newspapers online things yeah. people yeah. read and watch. Um, and I think it's also is interesting because the Casey Anthony thing, who mm-hmm. we all say, also going back old school is Lizzie Borden, right? Which we have to do yeah, one day, but so many do. people have I done know, her. I know. Like people. The public thought Lizzie, they're like, she did it, but they couldn't really prove it because yep. the police bungled the yep, investigation. They fucked it up. <laughs> and that, like, if you fuck it up, we have laws and innocent people go free. Yeah. I think, what I do think is that whatever part Amanda played, she has probably served her time for it. Oh, well, yeah. The four years, uh, yeah. four, four and four and a half years. Like, I, and also, listen, I, I do have empathy in the sense that. I can't imagine, like, let's say I went to Japan. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, become fluent again in Japanese, right? And they accuse me of a crime. And they're, like, talking to me. They're, like, interrogating me in Japanese. And, like, being in a Japanese jail. Like, I would be so terrified. So I definitely have empathy in that sense. But to get out of that, she tried to just throw an innocent man under the bus. Like, let's not forget that. And the fact that she walked into that police station on her own, without of her own accord, without a lawyer. Without a lawyer. Yeah. I know she's young. I don't care. Yeah. She, she's not the Innocence Project leader. No. She's just not. No. She walked in and left having thrown a very innocent black man yeah. under the bus. Who they arrested. Who they fucking arrested because why wouldn't you? He's a black man. Yeah. I mean. I wonder what happened to Meredith's boyfriend, the guy who lives in the basement. That's what I, I thought about yeah. that too. I was just like. Oh my God, it's an awful thing. But that's Amanda Knox and Annie. Annie Hindle. Annie Hindle. So that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious (laughs) Women. We made up for the very short episode we we had last week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, uh, that wraps it up. Remember to follow us on all the things at Notorious WM Pod on Twitter and on Facebook. Also, our email is notoriouswmpod at gmail.com. Also, our Instagram is Notorious Women Podcast. It's the only thing that's different. And remember, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E com slash notorious women and also give us a review a five-star yes, review a five-star review on itunes yeah that'll really help people find us and like yeah. you know and get the word out there so thank you guys we love you and we'll thank see you next you. week Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>